Isaiah 41 <coughs> on through 11. Your God says, comfort, comfort my people. Speak, in, speak kindly into the people of Jerusalem. Tell them that their time of service is finished. Tell them that they have paid for their sins. Tell them that the Lord has punished Jerusalem twice for every sin they did. This, this is the voice of a man who calls out, prepare in the desert the way for the Lord, make up the road and in the dry land straight for our God. Every, every valley should be raised up, every mountain and hill should be made flat. The rough ground should be made level. The rugged ground, the rugged ground should should be made smooth. Then the glory of the Lord will will be shown. All the people together will see it. The Lord Himself says these things. A voice says, "Cry out." Then I say, what shall I cry out? Say, say all people are like the grass. And say all their strength is like the flowers of the field. The grass dies, the flowers fall. This is because of the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are like grass. Then the grass dies. And and the flowers fall, but the word of our God will live forever. Jerusalem, you have you have good news to tell. Go up on a high mountain, Jerusalem. You have you have good news to tell. Shout out the the loud the good news. Shout it out and don't be afraid to say the town of Judah is here. Your God, look, the Lord is coming. The power He will He will use His power to rule all the people. Look, He He will bring a reward for His people. He He will have their payment with Him. The Lord takes care of His people like a shepherd. He gathers the people like lambs in His arms. He carries them close to him gently. He leads the mothers of the lambs. The world of the God. The word of the Lord. Psalm eighty five. Please read with me. One one through two, eight through thirteen. Lord, you have been kind to your land. You have gave the people of Jacob back their riches. You forgave the guilt of the people. You covered all their sins. I will listen to, you, to God the Lord. He has ordered peace for his people. God who worship him. Don't let them go back into foolishness. God will soon save those who respect him. And his greatness will be seen in our land. 
Love and truth will belong to God's people. Goodness and peace will be theirs. Um, you 
You put a rebuff. Okay. It really means that Jesus is Jesus's birthday is on the twenty fifth of December. Yeah, and remember yesterday we made some cards. Does anybody remember what some of those cards said? You were big. Okay, and do you remember what uh, any others say? Come, let us adore him. Yeah, so we, one of the things... Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah, and we, that's one of the ways that we are getting ready for this special holiday. And you know, in our bulletin today, there's another way that we can get ready. There's a picture of some barnyard animals, and that was in the bulletin. And on the back of it, it talks about some different animals. And you can give some money, and that money can be sent so it buys different animals for people, and it helps give them food, and also helps so that they can, like if you give um, $10, it gives baby chicks to a family so they can have eggs. And then they can also sell those eggs, and that helps them and earn some money. So that's another way that we can get ready for this season by giving. Well, I'm going to give you each something today, and it's a little card. And I know we talked about the color purple a little bit yesterday, and what did we say about the color purple? It's a royal color. Yeah, and these cards are purple, and then they have gold and white writing on them. And somebody want to read what that says? Share the light of Christ. Carry God's love in your heart and pass it on to others. And that's another way that we can get ready for this special holiday is to carry God's love in our heart and pass it on to others. So this has a little Christmas ornament that you can hang on your tree and that can remind you that the season is to carry God's love in our heart and pass it on. And there's lots of ways that we can do that. Okay? So each of you can go ahead and take one of these. They're all the same, so it doesn't matter. And before we, before we go, we're going to say a little prayer. Okay? I wish that was real. Get one for Maverick and Alex here. I wish that was real. Cool. Pass. There's two there. Maverick is right behind you. Yeah, you're Maverick. Oh, no. Can I give this one to Hazzy? Oh, thank you. Okay, everybody get one? Okay, so let's bow our heads and say a little prayer. Can you repeat after me? Okay, Olivia, you want to come pray with us? Okay. Say, Dear God. Dear God. Thank you for coming to earth. Thank you for coming to earth. Thank you for love that you give all of us. Thank you for love that you give all of us. Help us carry that love. Help us carry that love in our hearts. In our hearts. And share it with others. And share it with others. No matter who they are. No matter who they are. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming up today. So, I was really lucky growing up as a kid for lots of reasons, 
But one of the biggest reasons I was super lucky was that my uncle lives 20 minutes from Disneyland. This meant that when I was a kid, we got to go to Disneyland a lot. And I love Disneyland. I love the princesses, I love the rides, I love those ticket things that make it so you can cut in front of the line for the rides. And when I was a kid, I would get so excited when I knew that we were going to be visiting my uncle soon, because that meant that we were going to Disneyland soon. And as surprising as it might sound, I was not a very patient kid. I know, right? That's really surprising, because I'm such a patient person now. Okay, so maybe I'm not always as patient as I probably could be, but when I was nine years old, waiting was something I did very poorly. And so often, my parents wouldn't even tell us that we had a trip planned. But somehow, I always found out. And I'd ask my parents, can we go right now? What about tonight? Tomorrow? What are we waiting for? What do you mean you have to work? Disneyland is obviously more important than that. And my parents would answer, no, no, no. We have a plane to catch next week. We cannot go to Disneyland unless we work. Let's practice being patient. And I was terrible at it. Eventually, my parents would threaten that if I did not stop torturing them, they would cancel the trip. They never did, but I was terrified that they would. So instead, I would hide away in my room and I would prepare. I'd have my entire bag packed at least a week in advance. Why don't I have socks to wear to school? Well, they're packed for Disneyland already, obviously. I'd create schedules for every day that we were going to be there. I'd look at old maps of the park to figure out what the best plan for each day would be. I'd plan out my autograph book. I wanted to make sure Mickey and Minnie had pages right next to each other, because that requires organization. I prepared and I prepared. And the truth is, once we actually left for the airport, my mom had already repacked my bag for me, because the bag I packed only contained socks, a map, and my autograph book. My map would get left in the rental car or at my uncle's house, and there was always a new attraction that wasn't on the map in the first place. Even my autograph book wasn't as organized as I had planned it to be. Minnie ended up having to sign next to Aladdin, and I guess that was okay. All that planning, all that preparing might have seemed like just a way to fill time, but actually it helped me prepare in a different way. It got me excited for the trip. It prepared my little kid brain for all that was to come in the craziness of a family vacation. And it got me to stop torturing my parents with my impatience, at least for a few minutes. Now, I'm grown up, sort of, and I'm still over-planning and over-preparing as a way to focus when I'm feeling impatient. And so as we continue in this season of Advent, this pre-Christmas time, as we prepare for the upcoming holiday, decorating, presents, meal planning, there's a whole other level of excitement to remember. As Christians and as people who celebrate this season of Advent, Christmas doesn't actually start until Christmas Eve. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. Why can't we celebrate Christmas right now? What if we just had our candlelight service tonight? Right, Susan? That's totally, yeah, great. Let's do it. Maybe not tonight, tomorrow? What are we waiting for? We're waiting, we're preparing, we're excited to celebrate the beginning of the good news. Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the celebration of the birth of this good news. In our reading from Mark, John the baptizer was baptizing people as part of a ritual. And it wasn't like our baptism today, 
but a way for Jewish people to come to water and to help themselves to change their own hearts and to work towards forgiveness. When John talks about the one who is coming later, he's talking about Jesus. John is preparing for Jesus, and he does this by helping people to change their hearts and their lives with forgiveness. John prepares for Jesus by telling people about Jesus. John prepares by telling people that there is good news on the way. And John prepares for Jesus by helping others to prepare too. He says, prepare the way for the Lord, make the road straight for him. And in Jesus' life and ministry, the road was rarely straight. It was often filled with curves and bumps along the way. But what if John and our preparations for Jesus don't necessarily pave the way Maybe they're a suitcase full of socks and nothing else. But it's this preparing that we do that changes our hearts and our lives and changes the hearts and lives of those around us. There are a lot of ways to prepare for Christmas. There are a lot of ways to prepare to celebrate Jesus' birth. And there are a lot of ways to prepare for Jesus. We put up decorations, we buy presents, we plan parties and meals. All of these things are how we prepare for Christmas Day. We also prepare in the church by lighting candles, by giving and sharing with those in need, whether that be with the elementary school giving tree, gifts through ELCA World Hunger, or giving in some other way. We give our time and our talents and our gifts. All of this is how we prepare to celebrate Jesus' birth, to celebrate the greatest gift we have been given. And we might also prepare for Jesus to come in our own lives Maybe we prepare for Jesus in our lives with songs, with prayers, with remembering the baptism and the Holy Spirit. And maybe we can prepare by hearing and by sharing good news. Because you have good news to tell. As we prepare, as we wait, as we find patience in some of our impatience, we know why we are so excited for this coming birthday. Because this is the good news about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that the one who is coming is greater than John the Baptist, is greater than me, is greater than us. We're not good enough to even untie his sandals, because sometimes in our impatience, we forget what we're preparing for. We can get caught up with the busyness of this season, and we forget about those we love or forget about those in need around us. We get so caught up in the planning, we can miss the hope that exists in the waiting. Hope for a baby born to a woman named Mary. A baby that grows up and doesn't care that we're not worthy, that we're not good enough. Jesus Christ, Son of God, who sees us and who loves us like a mother sheep loves her lambs. Jesus is the one who goes to the cross to make us worthy, to make us good enough. Jesus dies and rises from the dead to bring us the hope we find in this promise of forgiveness, of new life, of Holy Spirit poured out on us like water so that we can prepare to celebrate, so that we can prepare the way, so that we can prepare our hearts with prayers and worship, and we can also prepare our lives by sharing this forgiveness, this new life, this love, and this mercy with others. This is the good news. This is the gospel. You are loved. You are forgiven. You are made new. And now you too can prepare the way you too can shout out loud the good news. Shout it out loud and don't be afraid. We can say, here is our God. Here is our good news. Here is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Amen.